This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, I want to say over a beautiful Svasemes that we learned in the Shul Shabbos morning. You guys are asking for what you should have in mind when you like Hanukkah candles. So this is one of the things you should have in mind. Every Jew, we know, we say every day in davening, the neshama of a yid is tohoyra. And it's a fact. It's a fact. And if it's, we say tohoyra, it means it's tohoyra and it can never be contaminated. There is a part of every Jew that can never, ever, ever be contaminated. And the Yavanim went into the Besamikdash and they wanted to contaminate the purest place on earth. And the Besamikdash was the purest place on earth. And their motive was that we should feel that they have contaminated us through and through. To our core, we are contaminated in Wittami. In other words, their, their, their message was that even the innermost place of you guys, we've just contaminated. You guys are Tommy, And therefore, you can join the world of Tommy and forget all the Tahara and forget everything. That's what the Yavani were trying to do by being contaminating it. They didn't destroy the Bismillah. They wanted us to realize that they have spiritually contaminated us. And therefore now you might as well become Hellenists. You might as well join them because we're anyways contaminated. We don't have any Tahara left, Chas V'Shalom. And that's what, the, that's what the motive of the Yavonim was. The beautiful miracle of finding the hidden jug of oil, which was still Tahira, which had not been touched by Goyim. As Toysus, we learned together here in Shir, as Toysus says that they found it in the ground, and the Goyim, the Goyim hadn't even moved it or vibrated it. It had not been come in contact at all with Goyim. That Pach Shemen, that jug that they found of Tahira, of Shemen Tahira, symbolizes that there will always be purity in every heat. That the goyim can contaminate a lot, but they cannot contaminate th- us through and through. Every yid deep inside him is tahira, and Hashem guards that tahara. He guards the purity of a yid, and he guards it from goyim, and no tumor can ever get to the deep tahara of a yid. It's tahira, and every Jew has a part of tahira, and it's protected. The Svasema says that's the Pshat Mogin Avram. It's the shield of Avram. What he means is because Avram Avinu was also a small jug of oil in his generation. The whole generation was idol worshippers. The whole generation, lock, stock, and barrel, we're all Tomei. Avodah is Tomei. And the, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says in Shabbos, Avodah is Metame, it's Tomei. And the whole world were idol worshippers. It was a Tomei world. Avram Avinu was the only bit of Tahara that there was in the world. He was the only bit of purity that represents the Neshama, represents the purity in the world. And that is guarded. Nobody can do away with that. And that's why, that's why Nimrod tried to burn him. Because the Goyim also always want to contaminate to the core they don't want any tahara left of us because Jewish people we are always clinging to our tahara we are always clinging we do not want to be part of the goish, the goish world the tomb of the goish world and they can't bear that they can't bear that we have something that's more special than them they can't bear that we know the Chazal say that the Rabbanan are called upon him all goyim atome tumazeva all goyim atome chutzlar is tome all goyim atome Am Yisrael is an Am which is tahirahim and they don't like that and they try to contaminate us. They try to contaminate us to our core. Avraham Avinu represents the core of Yid. He represents the Aleph base. That's why his name begins with Aleph base. Avraham begins with Aleph base. He represents the core, the root, the Shirish of every Yid. He's like this small jug. He is the Tahoyri. Mogin Avraham means Hashem protects 
Hashem protects this Tahara, and a Jew can always, always come back, and he can always connect to his innermost Tahara. In other words, especially in this generation, we see that so many Eden are Yayish, so many Eden have Yish, they feel like giving up, they feel like their minds have been contaminated, they feel like their hearts are contaminated, who knows what they're watching, who knows what they've seen, who knows what they do, they're contaminated, they feel Tomei through and through, and that brings them to Yish, that's exactly what the Goyim want. But the answer to the Yish is no. There's a jug of oil, meaning there's an inner purity of a Yid that no tumor can ever get to. And that was the Pach Shemen, that was the jug that they found that represents and symbolizes that every Yid is Tahar at his core and he can always climb deeper and climb deeper and climb deeper and come in contact with his, with his Sahara and feel a pure Jew. However Tomei he became, he can always dig a bit deeper and feel that he's a pure Jew. And that's, uh, that, that's, that's, that's the Pach Shemen that they found. And this, we know that Yaakov Avinu was the first trace that we find of the, of the, of the, of the oil of Hanukkah is in Parashas Vayishlach. When Yaakov Avinu crossed the river again, put himself into danger to retrieve jugs, right? You know what Rashi says there on when Yaakov crossed the river. You know what I'm talking about? When he crossed the river, when he was tackled by the Malach of Esau, why did he cross the river? Rashi says, to retrieve the small jugs. Why did he cross the river to retrieve the small jugs? So the, the, the Holy Mekobol and the Megala Mukis and others, they, they revealed that this was the the Shemen of Hanukkah. This was, Yaakov went back to retrieve the jug of Hanukkah, the oil, the pure oil of Hanukkah, which was found thousands of years later. Which means that Yaakov realized that, that he had left behind these jugs. They were unprotected. They were left unprotected. And that's why he crossed the river again. He risked himself to cross the river to go and retrieve these jugs because these jugs, he has to guard them. Our Ovesak Doishim have to guard these jugs. Esau, the angel of Esau, he came to get those jugs. And then he met Yaakov Avinu because Esau always wants to, as we said, the Goyim want to contaminate us through and through. And these jugs that Yaakov left behind are the jugs that represent the purity that will always be within every single yid forever. And these were the small jugs that Yaakovina went across the river to retrieve. And Yaakovina was most never. I've got to get these jugs. These jugs need to be guarded. They represent the purity. If they get contaminated, then the Jew can be contaminated through and through, and there's no hope. And that must never be, and that cannot be. So he went back to retrieve the jugs, and that's when he was tackled by the angel of Esau. Because we know that Esau and Edom, again, they try to penetrate to our core. Like we say in the Pasuk and Tehillim, that represents, talks about Edom, Esau and Amalek. It says, they want to get us till our yisoy. They want to get us till our core. They want to get us till they go deep, deep to contaminate us, deep, deep, deep to our core to contaminate us completely. That's what they're trying to do. So Yaakovin was most nefesh, and Yaakovin retrieved these jugs, and he didn't let Esau, he didn't let the angel Esau get get his dirty hands on these jugs, and that's the Yontem of Hanukkah. The Yontem of Hanukkah represents the purity, the purity that is in every single yid, the beautiful, beautiful yid, the neshama that's always, that's always, always alive and is always tahar. And when we light the Hanukkah candles, we're lighting the Hanukkah candles, we're looking at our neshamas, when you see the pure light, and you see how dark Olam Hazah is, you see how impure Olam Hazah is, and you look at the small light, we see there's a neshama, there's a, there's a nakuda, there's a nakuda that, that can never be contaminated. And this is what the Heliger of Nachman talks about in the famous the Kutah Lachas begins with this. The Kutah Lachas begins with this. 
that every Yid has is an Akuda Toiva, every Yid has an Akuda, has an, some people call it the Pintal Yid, whatever you want to call it, but it's an Ashama, which is Tahoira, and it's always Tahoira, and that's a small Pachshaman, and this is the Chizuk, this is the Chizuk, Hanukkah is during the darkest days of the winter, and during the darkest days of the winter, we must realize that we have something inside us that's so bright and that's so light, and that's the connection, we learned the Sugyas, connecting the nair, the candles of Hanukkah to the candles of Shabbos, the candles of Shabbos during the week hour of Oides to get into this world, and to find, and to work through this world, to plow through this world, you've got to work during the week, but when it comes to Shabbos, we have to realize that whatever we, however, in Yiddish you say you've got fablonjit, however, however, however deep, right, he's looking at fablonjit of English, <laughs> yeah, exactly, however, however lost, However lost the person gets during the week, we light the Shabbos candles. We're so excited for Shabbos. We're going into 24 hours of purity. We're going down to 24 hours of Tahara, of Kedusha and Tahara. Shabbos, we leave Olam We leave this dark world and we delve into Anashama. That's why a Shabbos is called in the Zoya, the Yoma de Nishmasa. It's called the Yoma de Nishmasa. What does it mean, the Yoma de Nishmasa? The Yoma de Nishmasa means it's the day of Nishama. It's the day where on the it's the day where we focus on the purity. Even if whatever happened during the week comes Shabbos, Shabbos puts in so much hope into a Jew, puts in so much tikva into a Jew that a Jew shouldn't be meyayish. When you see the Shabbos candles, you see that we still have a nair, where there's still something kindling, kindling within us, inside us. And that's the connection between the Nair of Shabbos and the Nair of Hanukkah. They both relate the same message. And that's why during the Holocaust, there were so many stories, multiple stories of people, Dafka with the Moise Nefesh on Hanukkah. You know, there, there's so many stories of lighting Hanukkah candles, which was the biggest risk and which was the most frightening thing to do. And yet they were Moise Nefesh, Dafka for Hanukkah. Why Dafka for Hanukkah? Because in the Holocaust and in Siberia and these places, Rahman al-Islan, that everything had been stripped off the Jews. They couldn't daven, they couldn't do anything. They were stripped of all their ruchnis. Besides their physical torment, besides the physical torture, the spiritual torture, they were there without anything. They were lost and forlorn and killed. And the Nazis, Yemachshamam, it's known that before a Yomtev came, they knew the Jewish calendar. And before a Yomtev, they used to dafker, kill and murder mercilessly a lot of Jews in order that we shouldn't go into a Yomtev happy. In order they knew the Yemachshamam, that a Yomtev is Mansim Chaseinu. And they used to murder a lot of Jews before Yomtev in order to bring us, to, to push us down before Yomtev. We shouldn't feel an iota, a bit of simcha, and 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 therefore dafka on Hanukkah that represents as much as they've taken away from us, as much as they can take away from us, they cannot take away this purity that a yid has, and the menorah, menorah symbolizes this purity. The menorah symbolizes this purity, and when they lit the menorah in the Holocaust, they felt that as much as the Nazis in Machshamam have contaminated us and taken away from us, they, that this they cannot take away from us because this is something that's protected by Hashem. This is something that Mog and Avram that our Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, protects, and just like Avram Vinu is thrown into the furnace, all the yidin have been thrown into furnaces, Rahman and Islam. On the moment before they died, they all connected to this nair. Even the most assimilated Eden connected to this nair of purity. And they felt this purity before they were killed. Before they were killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem, they felt this purity. And you see now in Azza how many menorahs are going up. Now, the soldiers are at risk of their lives. And when they, their lives are on, on, on the edge, is suddenly they remember, suddenly they, they have a hero tshuva, suddenly they remember that they're connected. Suddenly they remember that they are tar. And these, these are the menorahs. You see so many multiple menorahs that are lining now in Azza. Is this is a chizik for us. Menor is a chizik for us. There's a part of every Yid that's going to, that, that's always pure. And it's this part that's going to be revealed. And this is the Or Chodosh. Al Siyan Torah, Venizke Cholonu, Bimher Loiroi. We should be zorcha to this. Bimher Biomenu. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.